Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be online again this uh, Wednesday. I'm sure you had a wonderful uh, weekend and a fresh week is looking up in Jesus' name. So I thank God for our team that's working with us to edit and record and praise and worship and all of these things that are going on. We're trying to see how we can work things out before um, we meet actually as a church. So God will help us, I believe, in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we just worship Him for a minute? Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you thanks. You're a faithful God. You'll do what you said. Hallelujah. Thank you for the opportunity to gather in your name. Thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Blessed be the name of the living God. Blessed be the name of the living God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. Father, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. Jesus, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. Spirit, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Glorify your name in all the earth. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. Worship and adore you. How Father, we worship you. Hallelujah. Precious Lord Jesus, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your indwelling reality. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord. Worship you, worship you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Blessed be your holy name, Mashara Babaria Balalabakanda Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, Lamabrambala Labaraka Sakala Mikala Damanda. Oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. We trust you, Lord. We open our hearts to you, we trust you. We yield to you right now. Father, we call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, we've been reading from Peter, Second Peter, and we've been uh, enjoying a lot of understanding from there, and I believe that you are blessed, and it's a wonderful time to go there again. <laughs> so I'll turn into Second Peter. Today we have with us also Brother Sharat, is helping us to translate, and I believe you'll have a good time. Amen. And I read from verse 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. And he continues, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue or by glory and virtue. By glory and virtue. Hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, the virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, temperance patience, to patience godliness. Verse 7 continues to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound... They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Therefore, the rather give, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can just read maybe verse 10 and 11 in Canada. Praise God. 
ನಿಮ್ಮ ಕಳುವಿಕೆಯನ್ನು ಆಯ್ಕೆಯನ್ನು ದೃಢಪಡಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಜಾಗೃತೆಯಾಗಿರಿ ಯಾಕೆಂದರೆ ಇವುಗಳನ್ನು ನೀವು ಮಾಡಿದರೆ ಎಂದಿಗೂ ತಪ್ಪಿ ಹೋಗುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನು ರಕ್ಷಕನೂ ಆಗಿರುವ ಏಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ನಿತ್ಯ ರಾಜ್ಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಪ್ರವೇಶಿಸುವ ಹಾಗೆ ನಿಮಗೆ ಧಾರಾಳವಾಗಿ ಅನುಗ್ರಹಿಸಲ್ಪಡುವುದು we are given a whole slew of verses there which if followed step by step should reach a place called love or agape or the god kind of love and god is love and so that is his nature and so we are trusting god on a daily basis that as we take the precious promises of god and add to our faith in the promises virtue or excellence and then develop upon that into a very good base of knowledge we receive temperance or self control and then that begins to develop also into patience or the ability to wait and believe till we see the uh, manifestation praise god and then we have something called brotherly kindness or brotherly love and after that the great love of god so I had asked a question the other day I believe will you be getting off at the city of brotherly love <laughs> so um, you know we were talking about it and we all had a brief laugh about how sometimes people just stop at the city of brotherly love and they make that their destination and they depend on brethren for everything praise god it's it's all right and and that's wonderful and we're supposed to love the brethren and we're supposed to do all that but god is our source and of course he uses the brethren to bless us but we must keep our eyes on the lord hallelujah amen so thank god that we can develop these things and it's expected that we should develop these things in our lives and not be children carnal constantly at the push and the tug of our senses essential or sense ruled christian hallelujah god wants us to mature and uh, maturity involves you know instruction knowledge revelation the uh, the ability to receive correction and all of those things amen and it takes time you do not just develop overnight so uh, just take it one day at a time and uh, let's go forward forget yesterday that's over nothing you can do about that tomorrow is still ahead of you and if you get tomorrow it's a privilege but today is what you really have in fact what you have is this moment so now is your time today and now are what we should be concerned about so as much as you can try to develop um these virtues one upon the other and so that you end up from just being a believer Uh, who is receiving from god through his faith to a believer who now allows god to flow through him and be a blessing to others amen praise god and so um i'm going to just take a small jump from here to 1st corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9 and we need to realize that god has desired that we fellowship with him he has wanted fellowship and that's why we are here today um and he loves and looks forward to our fellowship and uh, our communion our partnership with him our being able to flow with him and respond to him 
and be in the same class as he is. So I'll read 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. He says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we hear that in Canada, please? So we cannot fellowship with uh, someone who is not at your level of, you know, being or understanding. You know, so God has declared that we are of his class and of his being and we can understand who he is. And so he's called us to fellowship with his son. Glory to God. And so we should respond to that and consider, you know, apart from just prayer, um, spending time with Him in fellowship, in um, a relationship that transcends just the natural realm. And you get beginning to open yourself to the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And yielding in the Spirit to Him, uh, becoming more conscious of Him and the things of the Spirit. And so God has invited us to that place. And originally that was the creation. Uh, the reason for it all was God wanted us to fellowship with Him, make our choices, and desire intimate acquaintance with Him. We've already read from Job how if we acquaint ourselves with the Lord, good shall come to us. You know, there's always going to be good when you get acquainted with God. And eventually you realize from your acquaintance that you start to act like Him and you talk like Him and you begin to decree things and it shall be established unto you and the glory of God shines upon that path. And when people are complaining about everything being down and low, you're saying it's getting better and better because you have been enjoying uh, another realm of fellowship. You are not fellowshipping with the news of a fallen world and all of those trappings out there. Hallelujah. But you are enjoying another world and you are you know, with your Father and with the Lord Jesus by the Spirit and the Word. They are real to you. They are more real to you than anything you see in the natural realm. Hallelujah. It's from this that you have verses such as, If you abide in me. And my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. It shall be done unto you. So you're having here a place of abiding fellowship. You're enjoying relationship with Him. There's no strain in your relationship with Him. And Jesus has done that uh, through imparting or giving us the very life and nature of God. Putting into our spirit man there the divine nature. So divinity has been given to us. We're in the class of God. And that's why we can fellowship with Him. That's why we're invited to fellowship, you know. Sometimes you hear about parties where you, it has to be a black tie and, you know, a jacket and all of those things. And unless you are dressed appropriately, you're not allowed for such a party. It's like that. And because you're in the class of God Himself, you are invited to the fellowship you know, to the partnering and to the enjoyment of that place with Him. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, as we are yielding to the Word, 
contemplating on the Word and the things of God, you will notice that your fellowship uh, is actually being with God. And uh, you will realize the time is going. You know, hours are just flying. And it looks like the day is not enough. <laughs> and you're caught up in another place. Praise God. I know that there are people perishing out there who need to be reached to, reached out to and, you know, uh, helped and brought in. And thank God for that. But meantime, you know, you are so involved in thinking His thoughts and communing with Him, that if you're walking like that, you, you cannot help but meet and interact with people and tell them about this precious Lord. You know, I happened to go out yesterday and I was a little busy handling a thing or two and I ran into some folks and I, I had no clue that they were, you know, believers and things like that. And eventually... We began to talk and other believers and people started coming by and I shared my testimony and, you know, we just laughed. And before I knew it, we were late and I had to call my wife and say, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> so as you go out in this mode, you know, it just comes out of you and your footsteps are ordered by the Lord and you're at the right place at the right time. It's It's wonderful. Praise God. So do not waste that privilege of fellowship that you've been invited to because you are in that class of being as He is and therefore your fellowship can be unrestrained, unhindered. You don't have to carry guilt and bags of condemnation with you because He has invited you. He has become your righteousness. God Himself has done that in Christ Jesus for you so that you can commune with Him and uh, enjoy Him. Hallelujah. Thoughts set in heavenly places, affections set in heavenly places. Wow. Praise God. And eventually it will affect you in such a way that you are looking for a way to be like Him. You know, an outlet of His nature to flow through you. Glory to God. So, um, this is the product of your fellowship. There will be joy. There will be constant uh, flow of God through you, trying to meet people's needs, trying to be a blessing on the earth. That's the proof that you've actually been fellowshipping with Him. Hallelujah. So you have to pass through these wonderful stages of filling your mind with His thoughts, enjoying that reality that the, the Word cannot change and that you are in his class of being and you are enjoying his own very nature because you have to fellowship with him and commune with him and partner with him and enjoy your day in him and as a result you are joyful and you are looking for ways to help other people and be a blessing in their lives praise God uh, let's look at uh, some other scriptures like this also. I wonder if we heard First Corinthians chapter 1 in Canada yet. Yeah, I believe we did. Praise God. So, um, we'll go off to Galatians, the fifth chapter. And um, let's start in verse 13, Galatians 5, 13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, 
but by love serve one another. Hallelujah. Shall we hear that in Kannada, please? Saudari, Niu Swatantaragira Baikindu Karel Patidiri, Swatantrevanu Sharirake Aspadavagi Balasade, Preeti in the Obari Gobaru Sevi Madhi. Amen. So, you know, in this conversation here, you will notice Paul talks about legalism and people who are trying to follow the letter of the law and cutting their bodies, you know. And uh, Paul even said, you know, his tone was slightly edgy and maybe not too happy, as you can see. He said in verse 12, I wish, notice, or I would, is the same as I wish, they were even cut off which trouble you, you know. And if you look at the direct meanings, it means that, you know, parts of their body should be cut off even. You know, some forms of worship of other gods actually involved cutting your body. And uh, it was well known even back in those days. So if you remember on that Mount Carmel experience with the prophet Elijah, there were some others there who were worshipping Baal, and they started to cut themselves. And that was supposed to be sacrifice, you know, to God. <laughs> but this kind of idea is not new. And so Paul was saying, if you are so law conscious that you want to cut your body and think you're pleasing God, why don't you just cut pieces of it off then? <laughs> Praise God. But thank God. God that we are dealing with, the Almighty, our Father, is not actually going to be appeased or pleased with any of these uh, external types of things. You know, the law is always working on the outside. But God actually works from inside. The new creation is from inside. And based on our understanding and revelation, it begins to affect the man on the outside. Praise God. So we are called to liberty is how he starts. He, say, he says, brethren, you be called unto liberty. You have freedom. Notice that. If you want to test, it's an old, you know, maybe poem or something, but it has filtered down into our thinking. If you really want to test and see if uh, someone loves you, then let them go. And if they come back to you by themselves, then you know, that they love you. Have you heard that before? I'm sure you have, right? So that is the kind of liberty that God is giving us. He says, I'm giving you all of these realities. You are now in my class of being. You have my very nature, and I love you, and I paid the ultimate price for you, and I'm just letting you go. I'm not giving you any external laws, you know, by force, uh, but I'm giving you liberty and I'm going to see if you really love me, if you really consider me as your Lord, then you can choose from your freedom. Notice that. Because you are free. Not because you are bound, but because you are free. And because of that freedom, you have chosen to love God and to follow His ways and to do what He's saying. Hallelujah. You see? And so people are scared of that kind of message because... There is a risk that that bird may fly away and never come back. Well, there's always a risk that that will happen. And even if you gave them hard laws and regulations, they, they may still just pretend. <laughs> so at the risk of, you know, 
not having everybody uh, at the same page, thinking the same way, the same loyalty. Still, the truth has to be made clear. Amen. Let's hear this in verse 13. In Canada, please, Galatians 1.13. Amen. That was amazing, isn't it? Galatians 5.13. You are called to liberty. Thank God for that. Praise God. So you're not called to law. You're called to liberty. You know? So God has given us all of these precious promises. Everything pertaining to life and godliness has been done and given to us in Christ, in precious promises. His own nature has been given to us. Every wonderful thing that God could ever do as a loving Heavenly Father has been given to us. And then He said, I give it to you and I say, you are free. Now you decide if you love me, if you really want to obey me, if you want to serve me, then do it this way. Praise God. He says, only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Notice, you are that free. You can. You may. But, you know, you don't have to. Praise God. Because there's a new pressure inside you. Do not use that liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but by, notice that, praise God, by love serve one another. By love serve one another. Hallelujah. So we are called to serve one another by love. Because we love God, we cannot say that we do not love His children. You cannot see Him. If you cannot love those that you can see, how can you say that you love Him that you cannot see? You see? So we are free to choose, but because of that great love and nature on the inside of us, it moves us from inside to love God and to love others and by love serve others. So this whole matter of serving others comes into the picture. Praise God. In the world, of course, the word serve is uh, used only when it deals with people who are lower. But here, you're in God's class, and in God's class, you serve. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. Keep that thought for a minute, and let's go off to Hebrews chapter 10. I'll go over to the fourth verse. Talking here about the superiority of the new covenant, he says, verse 4, It is not possible that the blood of bulls or of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Hallelujah. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then I said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Verse 8 continues. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure in them, 
therein which are offered by the law, then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the um, he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all, or once for all. This is a quotation out of um, Psalm 40, and it's a very interesting line of thought, but let's hear maybe verse 4 and 5 in Kannada, please. Amen. God is saying, I don't like all of your burnt offerings. I cannot stand them. There are verses in the Bible where it says, I, <laughs> I cannot stand them. I cannot stand them anymore. It's really amazing. But... Um, they were trying to appease him with all of these sacrifices and they thought that was enough for God, you know. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's not what he was interested in at all. Notice there, as we quote uh, Psalm 40, I'm going to read from verse 5. He says, Sacrifice, or rather verse 6, Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire, mine ears hast thou opened, Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Let's hear verse 6 and 7 also in Canada, please. Dahana Baligalaliu, Papa Parihataka Edmiralaliu, Nino Santosha Padalilla, Adananu, Igo, O Devere, Grandpa the Sulil in Anandukuritu Baridade. Amen. So here you notice in the sixth verse, he talks about something called, Thou hast opened mine, notice that, Thou hast opened mine ears. Hmm, very interesting. So we must begin to think about this verse, you know, mine ears hast thou opened. So initially, if you read it, you'll be thinking maybe God has opened someone's ears. And as you study closely, you'll realize that he's talking about Jesus. And, you know, he came in the volume of the book. It is written of him. He delights to do the Father's will. But as you look closely at that verse through various translations, you will notice he says there that he made, he bored his ear. He, he poked and pierced his ear. And the original of it is found in the Old Testament where a servant who was a slave, after his time of service was over, he was free to leave, you know. And uh, if that servant so liked that house and that master so much, he would be under an obligation to come and have his ear pierced and it would be hammered onto the wall of that building and there he would become a slave forever isn't that interesting so let's look at that for a minute in Deuteronomy 15 and verse 17 Deuteronomy 15 and uh, verse 17 says then thou shalt take an awl and thrust it through his ear 
unto the door, and he shall be thy servant forever. And also unto thy maidservant shall thou do likewise. Let's hear this also in Kannada, please. Deuteronomy 15, 17. Ninu, Dabalavanu Tegedukondu, Avana Kivianu, Bagiliget Tagalis Chuchabeku, Adaun Nitiavagi, Nina Dasanagirwanu, Nina Dasiu Hage Madabeku. Amen. So you can see here that that's what he was talking about. So the father had had a son there in Christ who was so in love with the father and so wanting to please the father and serve him in his household <laughs> that he said, I'm going to give you my ear and the father pierced his ear and put that, you know, uh, earring to prove that he would be a servant forever. Amen. So Jesus became a servant to God forever and to us forever. Isn't that interesting? And that's why he's using such language and saying, I've not called you, you know, to any other kind of law or ritual, but I've called you to serve one another in love. Hallelujah. So when you understand that this is the privilege to obey and be like Jesus, he takes it to another level. You see, we are in fellowship with him. We're in that class. You know, this is a matter of honor. It's because of our actual DNA, our spiritual DNA. It's not, uh, you know, lessening us, but it is placing us where we ought to be. That is how the Godhead behaves. That's how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are. They have been sworn to each other in love to serve. Praise God. And therefore, as you spend time with Him, and as you begin to open up your thinking and you yield yourself to Him, you will begin to be influenced like this. Even though you're called to liberty, and you can use your liberty negatively also. But He said, why don't you just go this way and positively now be like Him and accept to serve one another because of the love that you have for Him and that love has affected you and therefore you are now loving others and serving others. Praise God. And that is why you notice here that He says, Lo, it is written of me, I have come in the volume of the book to do thy will and so on and so forth. So you can see He's, he's coming from that place of realizing that He's the one who has been given a body now to serve God. He's the servant to serve the Father's purpose and plan. He said, I have finished. I have finished the purpose. I have finished the will of God. I have done all that you sent me for. I am now ready to come home. Amen. Things like that. So he's, even though he's the son, because of this love, the nature of this love is that it serves. Are you getting this? Even if you get zero thanks for it, because people don't really thank that slave for anything the slave has done. Isn't that interesting? It's at that level that he's talking. So you become a, a slave, in quotes, and that's another bad word out there in the world. But in heavenly terms, it's the nature of God to now stoop, come down, be fashioned in a body, having been found in a body. He now humbled himself and became obedient. You see, all of these things are part of his humility, the Godhead, 
It's, it's his nature. And that the world could not understand. The princes of this world could not understand. Because if they knew that, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And we maybe would have been stuck in our sin still today. But that is the wisdom of God. That they were able to humble themselves, come down as man. And they, in quotes, tricked the world system and the princes of this world. And so today we are in that place and realizing that we act on the word of God. See, So there's no law from outside standing there to hammer us, you know, and put us in line, externally speaking, but it's from inside. There's a constraining love from inside that now makes you not rest until you have done these things. Praise God. And if you're really listening, and if you're really fellowshipping with God, uh, there is a pressure. There is a pressure from the nature of God, from the love of God on the inside, that constrains you, that holds you in a place where you want to love God and you want to serve. Hallelujah. So let's go back to Hebrews again, the 10th chapter. Amazing lines of scripture. The book of Hebrews is is a real powerful book and you know you could just always go and drool over it <laughs> read over these things again and again and uh, you know dive in every now and then but let me start off reading a thing or two here verse 19 says having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. Notice there, it says, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for, not himself, for us. All of these things were for us. Isn't that interesting? For us. The veil was his own flesh. So all of this Getting the body, his own body, was so that it could become a veil that could be torn for us. God has been thinking about us. And he's always thinking about us. <laughs> and having, verse 21, having an high priest over the house of God, again, the high priest is for us. Let us, who's that? Us. Draw near, verse 22, with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Can you see that? So our consciences, because of sin nature, um, if you allow your conscience to just be like that, it will always take you down. So the conscience is not 100% clean and ready to go. It has to be trained, it has to be tuned, it has to be sprinkled. You know, you're born again already, and any time you ask God to forgive you, and you confess your sins, the sprinkling of the blood takes place. You don't need a whole bath, but a sprinkling takes place. And that sprinkling affects your conscience and cleans it up so that you can stand before God without guilt, so that you can stand and fellowship with Him without inferiority. And so it's not out of any uh, guilt or condemnation that you are serving, but because of prestige, because of honor, 
because of who you are. It's a privilege to do these things because you come from that class. <laughs> Hallelujah. It takes a whole different level of thinking, doesn't it? It says, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, glory to God, and our bodies washed with pure water. That's the water of the word. Ephesians 5 tells us in verse 26. Let us. See, there's a whole lot of stuff that's directed at us. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Wow. Let us keep saying the same thing again and again. I am created in his image. I have his nature. I am as he is in this world. And through love I have chosen to serve. We hold fast to such things. Not in any guilt, not in inferiority, but because we have been called in that same class. Hallelujah. Not forsaking the assembling, he says, eventually in 25. And I believe that we'll be able to assemble again because that's God's will, especially as you see that day approaching. But 24 says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. So um, whatever we do, this keeps coming back to us, that our conscience needs to be constantly trimmed so that it has certain thinking. The word for conscience also means um, a way of putting thoughts together. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of understanding. See? Understanding the word, understanding, rightly dividing, all of these things come in in the creating a good conscience. You know? So that you have a conscience that can really fellowship with God, enjoy the pleasure of belonging in His class, and without any problem, just shifting into serving the brethren without any hindrance at all. Because your conscience is clear, your conscience is totally um, thinking properly, putting things together the way they ought to. Hallelujah. So it doesn't take anything away from, but it actually affirms what we already are. Hallelujah. We are love slaves. Praise God. And we love our Father and we love His household. We have given our ear because our eldest brother gave his ear. And the Father has bored to that household, to that threshold. Our ears have been given. It also implies that our ears are open to obey what He's saying forever. Hallelujah. So we have given our ears because our elder brother has given his ear. If the eldest brother of the household has called us to fellowship with him, it's because we are in that class also. And so... Praise God, we are maturing, we are growing, we are yielding, we are accepting these truths, and we are coming boldly to our Father to fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, one or two of these verses also in Canada. Maybe we can read um, verse 16. And let's also read verse 20 in Kannada also. 
ಹೇಗೆಂದರೆ ಆತ ನಮಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿಸಿದ ಮತ್ತು ಹೊಸ ಜೀವುಳ್ಳ ದಾರಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಆತನ ಶರೀರವೆಂಬ ತೆರೆಯ ಮುಖಾಂತರವೇ ಇದಾಯಿತು So we have this great high priest who never stops praying for us still serving us living for us wow what a brother we have what a character we have on the inside of us you know the love of god endures forever our nature endures forever it doesn't give up it doesn't quit it transcends this realm this age and goes into the next age and it endures forever the nature of natural man it ends like the grass but ours endures forever praise god and that's why we want them to uh get to see that there's something that transcends all these natural realms here and that nature is on the inside of us hallelujah and as you ponder about these things today i am sure you're going to begin to experience um deep calling on to deep hallelujah the father's drawing power the holy spirit on the inside of you will begin to minister and thoughts will rise up within you bubble up within you and begin to uh, you know swirl around your thinking and begin to prod you on to another level of life because you're growing hallelujah you're understanding your true nature you're understanding the one that you actually fellowship with and the class to which you have been called haha <laughs> glory to god what a privilege what an honor hallelujah so we'll go back again to galatians and uh, let's see there the fifth chapter wonderful jesus galatians chapter 5 and uh, we read verse 13 for brethren you have been called unto liberty only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh but by love serve one another verse 14 continues for all the law is fulfilled in one word even in this thou shall love notice that thy neighbor as thyself praise god god is love and that is your nature too praise god and here we begin to respect our neighbor to a place where we say he's just like me so you know like the husband and the wife anything you do to your wife actually you're doing to yourself if you take care of her you're taking care of yourself if you give to her you're giving to yourself the bible is very plain about it that if you nourish and cherish her you are nourishing and cherishing your own body praise god you are not losing there at all because you are one hallelujah so when you serve any member of the body of christ you are serving him praise god you're doing it to him ha 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 verse 15 continues but if you bite and devour one another take heed that you be not consumed of one another so it's possible to bite and devour one another Can you imagine biting your own hand biting and biting until what happens if you keep biting and biting eventually what you're biting will be swallowed have you noticed that couple of bites and it's gone so it's possible to do that until your brother is devoured totally eaten up praise god so it has to be terminated before the biting starts and guess what you bite with your mouth 
<laughs> so this is where it's coming from. The mouth is where the activity is. That's why the new and the living way has beckoned us to come boldly, holding fast to a certain confession or profession, because it is by the tongue the operations uh, of the new covenant uh, are settled. You believe and you confess, you confess and you believe. You keep doing that. And, um, you know, lo, it is written of me in the volume of the book, I delight to do thy will. Jesus said such things. Hallelujah, I delight to do thy will. It's written about me. He found his place in the scripture and he said those things about himself. And we also find our place in the scripture and we say the same things. I delight to do thy will. It is written of me in the scripture. It's written of me in the whole book. It is to me these things are written. God was talking to me. He was thinking about me. And I'm responding. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Can you imagine telling God, acknowledging that what he has done, you have appreciated it, you've accepted it, and you are telling him, yes, I believe it. I agree. It was for me. That's gratitude. You know, but to not say such things is actually saying, is this what you did? I don't believe it. Amen. Uh, but thank God we are different. Let's hear um, verse 14 also in Canada, please. Amen. Glory to God. Nyaya Pramanam, that's the law. But if we bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed of one another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm sure that during these seasons that we've been locked down, as you've been thinking on these thoughts, these topics we've been discussing, it has taken you to another place in God. I'm very sure of that. It has made you more aware of the man inside and the nature you have inside, the divin divinity and the divine nature inside, and it has helped you to not be moved on the outside. I can tell, you know, I can perceive, you see, because we are in the spirit, we are a body. And you can perceive that some things are being understood, some things are being received. And, uh, you know, I was talking to one of the brethren the other day, and he was saying, wow, I'm just living for one day at a time, and I'm not noticing <laughs> whatever's going on. Only when I go outside there, I hear people, you know, talking negatively, and I realize, wow, I've been in another realm altogether. Praise God. God knows He created us for such a time as this. And He knows that our nature transcends not just this age, it goes into the ages to come. Hmm. This is just part one. There are ages coming ahead. You know, I get amazed that after a thousand years of Jesus ruling in Jerusalem, in a perfect kind of situation, after a thousand years, Satan will be loosed for a little season and he will be able to actually draw people to follow him against the holy city. That's really amazing. That is one of the most amazing things I have ever read in the scripture. It still amazes me. And guess what? Your nature is going to transcend all that. 
you will be there when all these things are happening and saying, I'm so unaffected by all of this because I have God's nature. Can you imagine they'll be watching you living with Jesus on the, the earth without a curse for a thousand years and you will be with Him ministering you know, under His ministry in various capacities, living that special life. Hallelujah. And they're going to be watching you. And your nature has already transcended the earth realm and has gone into the next phase of the thousand-year reign. Praise God. See? So sometimes, if you want, you can look ahead. And the only reason you look ahead is for, for joy, for hope. Because Jesus is your hope and what He has said is your future. And it is good, not evil, to give you a future and expected end. Hallelujah. His thoughts towards us are for good, not evil. For welfare, for well-being. Hallelujah. So, if you like to look ahead right now, go ahead, look ahead. See what's coming up in the future. It's bright. Our future is bright. You know, the world is going to suffer, but our future is bright. And so, this is a good time to show them, give them um, a vision of what that life is, that higher life on the inside of us. Let them see it. Let them see that we do not use our mouth to devour each other. Hallelujah. But we release blessing from our mouth. Woo, glory to God. Let them see it. And then we shall be known because of our love. See, the Bible says, No greater love has this, but that a man lay down his life for his brother. Amen. For his friend, for his brother. Let's go look at some of these verses. I, I believe that this is the best time to major on these thoughts because this is the pinnacle of it all. And that gives you a different entry into the heavenly realms. Let's go off to John and uh, observe there. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's observe John chapter 13. Observe verse 15. He says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Praise the Lord Jesus. This is an example for what? That as He has done, we should also do. Jesus gave us an example. And what was the example? Verse 14. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. You see the ought that comes in there? So we're in that class. If the Master can do it, I can do it. That's the way we look at it. If He can do it, I can do it. If He can... If he could have driven out sickness, disease, demons, all of that, then I can do it. Whatever he can do, I can do. Because I have his nature, I have his name, I have his life. I can do. Amen. Can you see that? So today, I can do these things. Because he said I could do it. Glory to God. Mm. It's getting better. Isn't it getting better? Hallelujah. Oh, I just love it. Don't you love it? Let's go to Romans and observe the 15th. Notice there, verse 3. Or you can even start from verse 2. 
Let every one of us please his neighbor. Notice that his neighbor for his good, to his edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Think about that for a minute and see how it continues. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. See, all these things that are written are for us to get hope. See, this means that when you do these things, something on the inside says, you're all right. Your conscience that is supposed to be trained properly will give you all the okay sign, all correct. You'll be comforted that, yes, I have done what I was supposed to do. Praise God. Um, let's go to the Canada version again. Uh, 13 of John 13, and let's read verse 14 and 15. Or verse, yeah. Amen. Of course, people have misused it. That's why he's saying, I've called you to liberty, but don't use your liberty for anything evil. Amen. And so, you know, there was... The people who have been badly offended and hurt by the misuse of this. But praise God, you are doing it because Jesus said so. Imagine Jesus washed and wiped the feet of the same guy who betrayed him on that same table. Praise God. And he just did it because it's the right thing to do. It's his nature. That is how he is. You know, that's his nature. And just to prove that his nature hadn't changed, in the garden also he said, friend, he still offered him that same nature. I'm your friend. You betray the Son of Man with a kiss. Praise God. So Jesus has been through all these things. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Your nature cannot be changed. It is your nature. It's Jesus' own nature. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear um, verse 3 also in Canada, please. Romans 15, verse 3. Then he goes on in verse 4 also, brother. Amen. So that's, that's where the hope comes from. Because the scripture has given you some instruction. Your ear is open. And when you obey it, it gives you that hope. Isn't that interesting? I remember when I was a student in earlier years... Anytime I did my homework and I studied properly, I felt very happy. You know that feeling? Yeah, you just felt great. You know you've done your part. That's the conscience there. So when you take these things into your ear 
and say, I delight to do it, and you begin to do it, there's a certain kind of joy and satisfaction because you have obeyed. Hallelujah. And people wonder, where does that come from? Where does that look come from? That strange, bubbling joy that you, you have. Where do you get that from? <laughs> it came from yielding and obeying the scriptures. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 5 continues, Now the God of all of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. One toward another. Hallelujah. Oh yes, praise God. So we are thinking about one another. We have to start considering one another. We have to do what we have to do for one another. Praise God. Serving one another in the love of God. It's part of our nature. It's part of the great partnership and fellowship we have with the Lord Jesus. We have our natures mingled, interconnected, so that there is no, let's just say, according to today's words, it is seamless. The branch, the vine, they're seamless. The same life that's in the tree is also in the branch. Hallelujah. The same sap is flowing through them. So we can just flow as though it was Jesus and just like that. Because it's our nature. Hallelujah. So get ready to think on these things and begin to consider this great service we have to one another. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians also. And I'm going to read from chapter 2 and verse 2. He says, Fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Is it possible? Yes, I'm in his class. Praise God. Let nothing be done through strife, that's the devouring there, or vain glory, so you can be proud and braggadocious and puff and, you know, just act so great. But you don't have to. Hallelujah. Or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Ooh, glory. Better than themselves. So it starts with esteeming. So you begin to consider the other person to be better than yourself. Isn't that interesting? So you're giving them the value that Jesus gave to you and served you. Jesus came and served you. Jesus came and made a new and a living way for you. So you look at other people and you say, Wow, can you see how much He loved them? Can you see how much He did for them? Well, let me show it to them also. And you begin to display your own true nature. The God-given nature, you know, begins to esteem the other person and begin to look for their benefit and their blessing. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. It's a different way of living, isn't it? But that's God. Can you imagine at the center of all of this, this is the person running the universe. It had to be. Only He's worthy. Even if, for instance, we never get to see Him. Imagine, we never get to see Him. But you keep reading this book. 
I'm telling you, you'll be amazed to notice whoever wrote this book, from what you can see in it, he must be a very selfless person. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's not bothered about himself. He's quite an interesting person. But thank God you're going to see him face to face. And he's the only one that is worthy of all of this. You can see it, only he. You can just tell. If there's anybody who can be called the Almighty God, the creator of the ends of the earth, must be this person. Hallelujah. He's the greatest. There's no other one. He's worthy. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My, my. It can overwhelm you. It can overcome you. And it's good. We should be overwhelmed and overcome by these things. Praise God. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Oh yeah, hallelujah. So it's, it's, it's high time to consider people and consider others and think about how they can be blessed, how they can be benefited. That's the love of God. And before you can say, I love you to such a person, the Almighty Himself, we better consider whether we are loving others, right? Amen? It's a very big thing to say, Lord, I love you. When you're talking to somebody who knows the meaning of love, who is love, and you say, I love you. <laughs> so you're telling him you know what love is. You're telling him you know the actual meaning of this, that you are preferring others, you're putting others above yourself, you're laying down your life for others. That's what you're saying. Praise God. To the one who did it. It's quite an interesting thought. So as you ponder these things, you will notice you cannot help it. It's a natural product. You know, it's a natural flow that takes place from the truth on the inside of you that it has to come out of you like this. And you will do it without any hurt per se. It's just, it's not going to reduce you in any way. In fact, it's just going to affirm that that's who you are. You are just like Him. Amen? Praise God. Let's hear um, verse 2, 3, and 4 also uh, in Canada, please. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And since you are in the world, you know, there's a way of diagnosing or diagnosing who's in the world and who's, you know, in Him. And they that are His, they hear Him. They that are His, they know Him. The world did not know Him. Are you seeing that? So don't expect that they will know you like that. 
They may just think you are nothing and nobody. They did not know him. Imagine Almighty God came to the earth, they just didn't know him. His own people who were always reading the book didn't know him. So it's all right to be anonymous, to be unrecognized, to be unknown. It's okay. You are from another realm. You are an ambassador, but you are hidden. Glory to God. <laughs> and this is the only way they're going to know that you are going contrary to everything that was so-called great in this world. You were just exactly opposite of it. And you always had joy on your face. And you always were bubbling with excitement. And they could not understand how. Amen? So in 1 John 4, he says in verse 5, he says, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. See? This is why they are heard, because they are of the world. And they speak of the world. And the world hears them. See, it's the very same word that proves to you that you are not of this world. Verse 6 says, we are, not, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So this is how you're going to tell whether what you're doing is right or not. If you go to your senses and check your natural training you're going to hear voices like, you're such a fool, what's wrong with you, loser, dumbo, etc. But if you look inside from the word, it's totally different. You become a hero. <laughs> so don't look at your senses and the world to get any thumbs ups and likes and appreciation. The love of God does not require thanks. Whether they know him or they don't know him, he sends rain, he sends sunlight. In fact, it has become a fixed that the sun has to rise from the east and set in the west. Meanwhile, you and I know that can be changed. You know, the sun stood and did not go anywhere. But the earth and man think those things are constant. Today they are shaking, so they started to wonder whether it's just climate change. But you and I know it goes beyond climate change. It's more like world's end. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please don't be bothered about you know approval ratings coming from the world, approval ratings coming from your own senses. In fact, you should go in the opposite direction. When your senses say, yay, you should think, hmm, something's wrong. Hallelujah. Because there is some nature that's in the senses that goes against the love of God. It's basically about self-survival, self-preservation. And so these thoughts, they have to be constantly raised up, meditated upon. Let's hear this in Canada also. Um, 1 John 5, verse 1 John 4, verse 5 and 6, please. Thank you, brother. Our locus amandigaladidare. E. Kananda, our locus amandavadi, Mahatanadare. Matu Lokadoru, our Martin Tiltare. 
ನಾವಂತೂ ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಸಂಬಂಧಪಟ್ಟವರಾಗಿದ್ದೇವೆ ದೇವರನ್ನು ಬಲ್ಲವನು ನಮ್ಮ ಮಾತನ್ನು ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾನೆ ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಸಂಬಂಧ ಪಡೆದವನು ನಮ್ಮ ಮಾತನ್ನು ಕೇಳುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಇದು ಸತ್ಯದ ಆತ್ಮ ಅದು ಸುಳ್ಳಿನ ಆತ್ಮ ಎಂದು ಇದರಿಂದಲೇ ನಾವು ತಿಳಿದುಕೊಳ್ಳುತ್ತೇವೆ Amen. Just let that be know that that's on the opposite side. Verse 7 continues. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. God is love. That same nature is on the inside of you. You could say your own nature is also love. That's your nature. That's your class of being, and that's why you've been called to fellowship with him. enjoy partnership with him act like him you know flow with him execute things on the earth as though it were him praise god forevermore he that loveth me rather he that loveth not god knoweth not god for god is love praise god god is love and love is not slow poison like the auto drivers say that's another kind of thing altogether that's human love and even that has some you know strength to it but eventually it can turn sour and you know show you the way out but this love nature that we are talking about is god's own love nature shared in our hearts by the holy ghost given to us and so we can say that we are in the great love of god from wall to wall inside just like wall to wall carpet yeah in those days there was something called wall to wall carpet i don't know if there's still such things there's so much mosaic and tiles and but there's something called wall to wall carpet and uh, a good house had wall to wall carpeting and so you are wall to wall holy ghost and wall to wall the nature of god wall to wall love now it's finding its way out because you are fellowshipping with god your conscience is becoming trained to respond that way because you have realized i'm in his class and it is not a corrova it's not a reduction in my nature to go and serve people it is just being who i am hallelujah the love of god made him come down here in the form of man because no other sacrifice would do you could see in scriptures in Jeremiah and Isaiah how much he used to hate those sacrifices that they would bring to him he said i can't stand it anymore so he himself had to come in bodily form and do the will of god and that delighted the father excited the father what what was it he said i have decided to serve you as your love slave forever his father said yeah this is the boy that has pleased me i'm well pleased in him hear him so today here we are other sons all over the earth and we are simply acting out who we are amen so my brother my sister it doesn't matter if the world understands or recognizes or even people that you expect to understand 
you know, they're not at that place. We're all developing, we're all growing. Some have greater fellowship with God than others. Some are more developed than others. But we have a target, and that's where we're going. Amen? Let's look at another scripture. Go with me, please, to the book of Mark and the 12th chapter. And we observe there from verse 30. He says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. <laughs> Did you notice one word that kept coming up again and again? Yeah, all. All. So you can see that, you know, this is a sacrifice that pleases God. All, all, all. Let's hear that in Canada, please, and see how it sounds. Mm. And then he continues, The second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Hallelujah. So, you know, Paul was having a tough time with the Galatians there. They were paka unbelievers, heathen type people. And they had accepted the message of the grace of God and the new creation. But then what happened was some Jewish folks came along, always following Paul to mess things up. And they began to tell them that unless you are circumcised, you cannot be saved. And these guys started falling for it. And that's why he told them, who has bewitched you? Someone has come and actually bewitched you, cast a spell on you. Can you see that? So this freedom that we have, it's very high. Religion doesn't like it. The religious spirit out there, is constantly trying to cut it down and bring it down under legalistic things which look great on the outside, but they are not flowing from the nature within. And this liberty we have is from inside. Praise God. And therefore, Jesus had a tough time with the religious people. The worst conflicts and the ones that actually took him to the cross were religious people. So Paul battles with these people and he says, if I have preached circumcision, then where is the offense of the cross? The offense of the cross. There is, this liberty always has offense. As you talk about such things, it offends religious people, people who are looking on the outside. And I was sitting and talking to folks uh, the other day and they said, you don't look like a pastor. I said, I know. I have never looked like a pastor. And I said, you know, it's, it's just like that. I'm just like everybody else. But I've seen things that God has done. And he brought me from zero in this country in 1993 till where I am. You know, and there is a religious idea that a pastor must look like this and look like that. But, you know, praise God, Jesus came and they could not identify him because <laughs> he didn't look like those things. 
In fact, he looked like somebody they would like to crucify. Praise God. I'm not saying that you should go and look like whatever, but you're not going to be a religious person. The world is not going to, <laughs> it's not going to really understand and comprehend. I remember some years ago, years ago, I, I think it was before my marriage, I used to sit on a wall with some guys um, down in Johnson Market area. And you know, the guys that live around there, they're quite different. <laughs> and after some time, they started saying, anytime I come around, this guy's a saint, man, he's a saint, yar. Saint, saint, he's a saint. And I look at them and say, yeah, well, yes, I guess so. <laughs> he doesn't say bad things. He doesn't. He doesn't do this. He doesn't. He's a saint, man. And I used to tell them I used to smoke, man. I used to smoke forty cigarettes a day, and I was as worse as you could get. Hallelujah. So you you really don't have to go around, you know, in some strange garments and looking strange and all that. As they hang around with us, as they spend time with us, they'll begin to realize there's another life inside these people. Praise God. There's a liberty which we have. That liberty can be used negatively or positively. And we have decided to go positive. Hallelujah. So you can go and sit around in places of ill repute and look like a person of ill repute and maybe even act like a person of ill repute in the cloak of this liberty. But we have decided we're going to be people of good repute. Amen? And hang around and talk and live like people of good reputation. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm really excited about these things. And, uh, you know, as you con contemplate and consider these verses, you're going to realize that it'll take everything you've got. All. It's going to take everything. All your strength. All your thoughts. All your imagination. All, all, all. And you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> That's the best part of it. You're going to enjoy it. Your, your man on the inside is going to be just somersaulting with joy. The man on the outside, he'll get trained. He'll get used to it. Don't worry. Every now and then he'll like to throw you a curve and kind of trip you up. But it's all right. Tell him there's no escape. We have decided to go this way. We have decided to go all out for love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's go again to Hebrews and the 11th chapter. See this faith and love and steps that you're seeing there, they're all, they're all together. Between faith and love there was a whole lot of knowledge and tolerance. And then handling your brother. And then you get to that place where you can walk in and have a different entry. So we must always talk faith. We must always talk about our confidence. It's all part and parcel of that great entry into heaven. So notice Hebrews 11 says, um, verse 3 we had read the other day. And then verse 4, we mentioned briefly about Abel and Cain. He says, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice 
than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being uh, dead yet speaketh. Notice, the whole story can be seen more clearly in Genesis. And the Bible declares in Genesis, the fourth chapter, if you go there, maybe you could just check, and verse 14, look at what God did here. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day. The guy who murdered his brother is saying to the Lord, Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Did you get that? This is the guy who committed the first murder. And so God said, don't worry, I'm going to put a mark on you that they cannot kill you. They will not kill you. He's still showing such a guy love and mercy. The guy said, see, now people are going to kill me, da, da, da. And God said, don't worry, I'm going to put a mark on you so that people won't kill you. This is our God, even in that condition. Before any law came, he's always been like this. I thought he would just point his finger and say, there you go. No, he said, I'll put a mark on you. They won't kill you. Amen? See, so God is still God. And we need to have faith in that person. We need to believe the great love of God. That he has marked you and kept you for his own. You are his own people. doesn't matter what you've done. God has forgiven, forgotten, made you a new creature. Even after you got saved, you messed up, it's all right. He has forgiven, forgotten. Now, use that liberty to serve. Love and serve. Serve in love. So contemplate, uh, do I love people? How do you check? You just have to see, I take no account of any wrong suffered. I'm not keeping any such record. It's over. God has forgotten, I have forgotten. And then do it. Lord, I'm doing it because I love you. Lord, I'm doing it because if I see a brother in need, I'm supposed to do this. This is, this is the nature on the inside of me. And so I'm doing it. Hallelujah. See, it doesn't always have to be some voice booming from heaven. Inside you now, there is a new person. And he talks according to these things. He talks by scripture. He talks by the spirit. And if you're tuning in, you can hear these things. And so you begin to serve. Hallelujah. Let's worship him for a minute as we contemplate these things. Lord, we bless you. We worship you. We thank you. You are a faithful God. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. You're the God of Cain and Abel. You said with your own mouth, I worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. That Abel's own blood was crying out. That you heard that blood. But you pitied the person that murdered him. 
We worship you, Lord. How much more under the blood of the new covenant. This new covenant mercy. This tremendous place you have given us in Christ. Paul said, I consider myself to be the chief sinner. Oh, hallelujah. So much he had done. So much murder. So much that he had killed the first Christian martyr. The first saint to be martyred was done by Paul. According to the scripture. I thank you that you have not changed. And yet you use that man so mightily. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Let's hear that Genesis chapter 4 and uh, verse 14 and 15 also in Kannada, please. Praise the Lord Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Wonderful. Hallelujah. So we are contemplating to live this life, to go on with Jesus till He comes. We want to press into these things. As the approach draws nearer, we want to be able to do these things. You mean I had this nature all the time and I never did it? How strange. You mean I was given God's own actual nature and I never acted upon it? No. Now is a good time to start acting upon it. Hallelujah. Let's look at one more scripture as we begin to wind down. Romans 13. Let's read there. Verse 7. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Praise God. So we should be model citizens. Whatever we have to pay, let's pay it. Amen. And he goes on. Owe no man anything. See? Owe no man anything. Owe no man anything but to love. That means all bills must be settled. A. And then B. There is a debt that you always have to keep paying, which is to love them. Hallelujah. To love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if there is a consciousness that you're thinking, oh, are we lawless people now? You don't have any law. We do. We have the highest law. And it can never be paid off until we cross into the other world. <laughs> We're going to owe and pay and owe and pay and owe and pay. There's always room for another payment. There's always room to do another good thing and serve in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's thank Him a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let, let's hear that in Canada before we move forward. Sorry, brother. Hallelujah. 
ಬೇರೆ ಯಾವ ಸ್ಥಾನವೂ ನಿಮಗೆ ಇರಬಾರದು ಮತ್ತೊಬ್ಬರನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿಸುವವನು ನ್ಯಾಯ ಪ್ರಮಾಣವನ್ನೆಲ್ಲ ನೆರವೇರಿಸಿದ್ದಾನೆ So he was saying that you must not have any other salah towards anyone. Amen. No debts. No debts. Praise God. Let's worship him. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for such thoughts. We owe no man anything else. We bless you. We thank you. We worship you. You are faithful. Thank you Lord. That this great love is what is the basis of our faith. that we can trust a god who loves us like this that gave us his own son he will give everything else freely he will not hold back anything else and we are also choosing today to act upon the love on the inside of us to serve one another in love thank you lord that you have not changed and our nature has not changed you're using these words today to affect our lives to change things in our situation Love never fails. Faith works by love. And therefore my nature, which is your nature, is producing fruit, is producing results. We worship you, Father. We bless you today. We praise you today. Faithful God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you like to give an offering now, it's a good chance we can do that. You know, we don't preach too much about these things, but they are true. because people have misused um you know financial scriptures doesn't mean that they are not true there are true scriptures and as you give especially according to the word of god god has to give back to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over he has in quote bound himself to do such things if you give because of the teaching you give because of the believers you give because of the work that's going on on the earth all these places god has bound himself praise god to respect and honor and give back to you hallelujah and so we trust him today let's let's give in the name of jesus thank you father father we bless you we praise you for the opportunity to give to your work to what you're doing on the earth in this day and hour it's a privilege abba it's a privilege to give to you it's a privilege to serve you we are grateful We thank you that we shall eat the good of the land, wear the good of the land, drive the good of the land, live in the good of the land, have the good of the land so that we can be a blessing on this planet in Jesus name. Hallelujah. And if you like to give tithes or any other kind of offering, we'll use this as a point of contact in Jesus name as it is written, here mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. Thank you Lord the curse is over the lies are cancelled in this time on the earth may your people receive the heritage of your people the earth must yield to them precious fruit must come forth oh yes the blessing of the lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow be their portion angels work with them opportunities ideas inventions woo hallelujah your spirit inspire your people the earth and this natural realm yield for them in Jesus name amen hallelujah thank you so much i'm so glad brother sharat thank you for helping us out there thank you team it's been a blessing and see you all soon amen